Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode Between You and Me. I hope you guys are having a good day. I know it's summertime, summertime. It's hot. It feels fun. It feels fresh right now. I am having a summer, a case of the summer blues, not in a bad way, but in the sense that I feel like the summer's going by so quickly and I haven't even kind of mentally gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm in summer. I feel the vibes. I feel it. You know what I mean? Um... Not sure why, probably because our weather here where I'm at has been really questionable and not consistent at all. Like it's cloudy and then it's super sunny and hot for a couple days. So you really have to be like checking the weather and figuring out when is a good time to go out and do anything. Um, And then some days are like literally two days ago, there was a torrential severe thunderstorm that came out of nowhere and it was during the middle of the week so I went out to my little cafe to get some editing done to do some things that I needed to do I got there within 20 minutes this storm broke out they shut down the cafe and they said sorry guys everyone go home because the power went out and I was like holy shit okay I guess that's me done for the day like I don't have wi-fi I don't have electricity I don't know what I'm supposed to do here um by the time I got home in the torrential downpour the electricity kicked back on. So I worked from home. But that's a little story for you on how the summer weather is treating me and it's not the most beautiful. But with that being said, I hope wherever you guys are, you know, it's nicer than how it is here. And if not, regardless, enjoy some summertime activities when the weather is good. If not, vibe it out. Vibe it out at home. Have your friends over. You know, that type of stuff. Anyways, Before we get started, of course, I'd like you guys to go check out the merch if you haven't already. There are links in the show notes. There are links in my Instagram, which is at between you and me pod. And obviously my main Instagram underscore hey, it's Alex underscore XO. I know that username is so extensive and I literally made it probably when I was 14, but it feels wrong for me to change it. And I feel like people that follow me kind of know me for that name. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just in my head. Um, But every time I say it, I do get the ick for my own self. But regardless, merch, it's out, it's still for sale, and it's cute, and it's cozy, and it's comfy, and I'd love for you guys to purchase some. If you're interested, we've got totes, hoodies, shirts. All right, so now that we've gotten that through, we've got my little introduction done, we are going to get into the juice of this episode. Now, if you read the title, it is Surviving Versus Living. And I, I'm sure to a lot of people that kind of sounds confusing, like what are you talking about surviving versus living? So I feel like this episode and this subject, we're going to really delve into what I mean by it before we get into any kind of like advice on the subject itself, because it is kind of a complex one to grasp. I also feel like if there isn't a sense of self-awareness, 
when it comes to how you act, what you do on your day-to-day life, your mindset, the way you think, and how that persuades your actions in life in general, then it's very difficult to actually be aware of the difference between surviving and living. So I'd like for you guys to kind of reflect while I speak on this subject about how you relate to either one, surviving versus living, and what you think that you do in your own life that might kind of be similar to either or. Because I do think that the awareness of the actual difference of these two words and concepts in your life make a big difference on how you can change or adapt how you go about your life. So in terms of surviving versus living, if we break it down to the simple meaning of it, surviving to its core is basically staying alive, okay? It means that even in difficult circumstances, you're just doing the bare minimum to survive, which obviously requires resilience. It requires a lot of determination and perseverance because a lot of the times people who are stuck in survival mode have a lot of hardships or have had a lot of hardships in their lives, right? It's also almost a default setting for our brains to be in survival mode, which is exactly why I said, you know, it takes a sense of self-awareness to even be aware that you are in this mode of living. Like this is the way that you have been going about your life, right? So surviving just at the bare minimum isn't enough to be leading a very fulfilling life. Now on the other side of things, living is experiencing life to its fullest. It's enjoying every moment, pursuing your passions and your goals. And when it comes to living, it involves taking risks. It involves exploring new experiences. It involves, you know, making meaningful connections with other people. And living is more than surviving. It's about finding a type of purpose in your life and adjusting the way that you view life itself, I'd say. So in order to understand this better, I'll give you an example of how I feel like I have had to live with the idea of survival mode. And there have been multiple times in my life where I have been stuck in this kind of survival outlook on life. And it has always been in very challenging time periods. So when it feels like life is a lot harder than it is. And of course, that comes with your mental health. That comes with how you feel on the inside and what's going on in your inner world. Because a lot of the times, if I reflect back on my life in general, going through the moments that I've been in survival mode and going through the moments that I've been actually living, a lot of my exterior world did not change much. You know, I I still had the same support system. I still had the same roof over my head. I still had the necessities for a positive life, but the difference was my mentality at the time. My difference was the hardships that I was, you know, harboring inside of myself rather than what's going on in my exterior world. Now, in different situations, obviously, there could be more things that happen that are like exterior situations that affect you as a person. And in both scenarios, it's the same thing. These 
things can put you into survival mode. I also believe that survival mode can be something that you are just, you learn throughout life. And it puts you into that perspective, the way that we are brought up, which I'll get into. So survival mode can be learned and survival mode can be a result of hardships, whether that's in your internal world or external world. So for me, myself, I've like I said, I had many experiences where my mental health has taken a big burden on me. And I describe this so much in my episodes, especially recently, because I had and have, I'm kind of like flowing through it now, but I was in a very much more stressful point in my life, like a couple weeks to a month ago. And I do notice myself during this time frame and that time frame, just in this recent portion of my life, being stuck back again into this survival mode. So what happens to me personally is that I struggle a lot with anxiety. And I don't want to say struggle only because I'm working on a more positive mindset right now. But of course, it's something that is difficult to navigate. You know, it's not it's not easy. Everybody with anxiety knows it's not easy to find a way that works for you to not let your worries and your fears control your life, right? So because of the anxiety that I have been experiencing and in multiple other chapters of my life have had experience um, with navigating it and having a hard time with it, it ends up taking a main role in your life and then it results in everything you do being actions to protect yourself from the things that you fear. This is what surviving is. This is what the mindset of surviving is. It's avoiding danger. It's trying to keep yourself comfortable. It's trying to keep yourself in a bubble of safety, okay? Which when you have anxiety is the only thing that you crave. You crave that feeling of safety. You crave that feeling of just, you know, removing uneasiness, removing worries, removing fears out of your life and not feeling like you don't have control over things, okay? That's my best like description of what it feels like to be an anxious person and sometimes we don't even realize this could be a person who deals with anxiety or not that we have these subconscious fears or very present fears in our mind and we choose to go about our lives in a certain way to protect ourselves from those fears and things that I've learned over my lifetime is that the worst thing that you can do is to allow your worries and fears to dictate what you do with your life And that basically means, you know, let's say you have social anxiety and you realize that like, okay, I have a very big fear of being in public spaces. I have a really big fear of showing up to events or parties with a lot of people I don't know. So I'm just going to simply avoid it. This is what it feels like to be in survival mode because instead of being open to experiencing new things, facing these fears, overcoming certain obstacles in your life, you're choosing to remove anything that could put you in danger, okay? And I'm not talking about actual logical things that will put you in danger, like, you know, getting in the car with a drunk driver. These are things you should be avoiding because these are logical, factual pieces of information that are dangerous. I'm talking about what your mind can tell you is dangerous based on your anxiety and your fears and your worries. But anxiety really is, at the end of the day, you overestimating the fears, okay, overestimating how 
dangerous, quote unquote, being in a social event would be or being at a party or whatever would be based on your anxiety that you would get and underestimating your ability to cope with the situation. You're underestimating your ability to soothe yourself or to be able to, you know, properly communicate with people or properly have a conversation or, you know, introduce yourself to people because the lovely wiring of our brains have taught us that the things we fear we should avoid. Now that is what puts you into survival mode and is probably at the top of my list of things that can alter the way you start to believe things in life. And as soon as that pattern has started of avoiding things that you fear and then you lock into that mindset, you're like, okay, now I'm safe. I feel good. I avoided that dangerous thing in my mind that's telling me it's dangerous, okay? The thought of it, a party is scary. I avoided it. Now I feel safe. I'm happy. You're just in that moment wiring your brain to be like, oh, okay, got it. Now I'm going to continue to avoid these situations because now I know A plus B, avoiding a party equals safe. And guys, let me tell you this. When it comes to anxiety, it's going to tell you things aren't safe. Or if maybe you don't experience anxiety to the extent that I'm explaining, anything that might seem a little bit more daunting in your life, let's say moving across the country, okay? Let's say taking a position that you don't feel qualified for in your job. Let's say, you know, you went through a terrible heartbreak a couple years ago and the idea or a person pops into your life and they want to have a relationship with you or get to know you and this seems terrifying for you because one it's unknown and two your mind has dictated that it's dangerous it's dangerous to the safety that you feel like you need inside of you so We shut out these exterior things that could be deemed as dangerous to us. And for each person, that's different. But we decide to cancel them out of our lives, okay? Because it feels like safety is the most important thing and surviving and getting through our days without fear is the most important thing, okay? So that's a big one. It's a big one to kind of wrap your head around And if you guys are doing what I asked at the beginning and like reflecting on how you're doing that in your own life and maybe you haven't even realized certain things that you're avoiding in your life because there's either a very subconscious little part of your brain that's nervous, scared, or worried about a certain situation or there's a very loud voice in your mind that's telling you don't do this, it's not safe, okay? The anxieties, the worries, everything, it's dictating what you do in your life and many 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 times have I allowed that voice and that survival instinct to kick in and it put me like I said before in the wiring like it it wired my brain in a certain way to continue my life like that for a very long time you don't realize how much I don't want to say damage because it's it can't be reversed sorry (laughs) it can be reversed I don't want to say damage because it definitely can be reversed and healed, but you don't realize how much you're doing to yourself in those situations until you catch yourself being in this survival mode or even listening to this episode and being like, holy shit, I do that. You catch yourself at a certain point in your life and you're like, am I, am I happy? Am I living? 
am I doing really like the things that I want to be doing or have I just been surviving? Sometimes it's not until we're really pushed to the brink of surviving that we can truly appreciate and make an effort to change this element of going from survival to living. Now, I can tell you a handful of times that I have specifically avoided situations that have felt very dangerous and that have been very scary in my mind in order to just feel safe. Back in, I want to say 2020 probably, maybe 2021, but probably 2020, when COVID was really at its all-time high, but things were opening up at this point. It was the summertime and people were, you know, having smaller get-togethers. They were going out to restaurants, all those things. We remember those times. It's like a distant memory now, but it's still, you know, it's still there. During this time frame, I had the deepest, 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 deepest fear of COVID. I was the most careful person that, you know, at least in my own family and in the people around me, like I was the most careful person because I just had such a fear of catching COVID to begin with and then also spreading it to the people in my life and people that had more of like compromised immune systems, the older people in my life, okay? Now that fear is absolutely valid, I just want to say, but the extent of which that fear had a hold on me was more than I should have allowed, okay? A lot of the times when you have anxiety and maybe you're not as aware of how you as a person can handle it, you allow that anxiety to consume you, you allow it to take over your mind, and it's a lot scarier than just a surface level fear. It becomes something that kind of overwhelms your thoughts on a day-to-day basis. So everything that you do is to calm that fear. So there you go. I was in survival mode. There were multiple times where it would be a completely safe situation. I'd be potentially wearing masks or, you know, just going out to eat or, you know, be outside with some friends. I would say no, just because I had this deep, like, gut feeling inside of me, or so I thought was a gut feeling, right? That I wouldn't feel safe in that situation. I'd have anxiety. I would feel scared, nervous of things that I couldn't control. So I would not go and hang out with my friends. And it was like a lose-lose situation because I value spending time with my friends. I value being you know, it was a summertime being outside and experiencing things, trying out new restaurants, and that's what they were doing, right? And I not only had to miss out on these situations, but I was also reinforcing that thought process in my mind that me not going meant I was safe and I was fine and I no longer had to worry anymore. Rather than pushing myself out of my own bubble of thinking that everything around me is so dangerous and that I wouldn't be able to cope with what happened if I were to get sick or if I were to catch COVID. Now, years later, I caught COVID literally two times. Completely fine. I didn't give it to anyone else. You know, I stayed safe. I isolated. And that's the logical, factual information behind the fear, okay? But, you know, when when you're in survival mode and you're worried about these fears nonstop the logical information doesn't add up you know what I mean 
the fear becomes your initial thought pattern and response to always avoiding situations that make you feel like you're in danger. Now, to give you guys another perspective, if I was in the mindset of living in the in that moment and not in the mindset of survival, I would choose to look at it in a perspective of, okay, you know, there are risks in certain situations like this. There are risks in, you know, going out into public, but at this point it had been. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Deemed safe, right? To be out. We were on like a certain stage of the lockdown where it wasn't like all places are closed, you know, stay home, don't talk to anyone. This was like very much opening back up, feeling comfortable during this time frame. But mentally, I hadn't gotten to that point where I felt any source of comfort. So it was just a matter of me, you know, trusting myself in my own decision and being like, okay, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to stay safe. You know, I don't have control over what happens to me, but I do have control of not letting the fear dictate what I want to do with my life. I do have control over fear not stopping me from what I value, which like I said, was, you know, having a relationship with my friends and being able to see them, being able to go outside, being able to do things during my summer. That would have been the right case scenario. Move towards what you value. And in situations like this, although maybe I could have been anxious during this time frame, or I could have felt uncomfortable or felt fearful during those moments, you know, the way that you feel anxiety is as if you're in fight or flight sometimes and the reality of the situation is that you're not in as much danger if any um the way that you think you are so actually facing that fear and then realizing that i was okay afterwards and that you know regardless of what happened i could cope with that whatever situation which chances are i mean all my friends were fine so chances are i would have came home would have had no illness, would have not caught COVID, would have felt fine, would have gone about the rest of my life and been happy because I got to spend time with my friends. And little by little, when you actually pursue things that you value regardless of your fears, you end up rewiring your brain in a sense to not believe that the things that you fear are as dangerous as they make them out to be. Because as soon as your body realizes, oh, your body and your mind realizes like, oh, okay, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, this is the actual reality of the situation. Then your like nervous system starts to calm down and be like, oh, okay. You know, there isn't really danger or as much danger as I thought there was going to be. So I'm talking a lot about specifically about anxiety in this situation. And I want to like branch into 
how, you know, people that maybe don't um, deal with as much anxiety on a day-to-day basis as me would kind of catch themselves in this mode of survival versus living. So I have some examples on like situations that kind of help you realize like, oh, are you living in this survival mode or are you living in the actual act of living? For example, somebody who could have lost their job recently. In survival mode, their main goal to survive would be to find a new source of income. They don't care what the job is. They don't care how they get it. They don't care what, you know, the details of it are. They just simply need this money and they're not looking outside for things that will fulfill them. Now, in the act of truly living, they need to find ways to make the most of their time in terms of trying to find this new position, trying to find a new job, trying to find a new path in life. So by exploring new and different career paths, maybe things that you didn't even realize you wanted to try, would really be pushing yourself in the direction of living. You're working through this fear of not having income. And I know this is a touchy subject because a lot of people sometimes don't even have the privilege to be able to look into different paths and different careers and things like this. But looking at it from a perspective of, let's say you have somewhat of a comfortable life, but you for sure need a job. So making the most of their time and investing into really trying to find a path that works for them and a career that make maybe makes them feel inspired or passionate. And also taking opportunities in the time to not have a job or during the gray zone, let's say, where you're looking for a job, to invest into things within yourself, hobbies, um, taking time to spend with your loved ones and things like this, and not being so pinpoint and focused on the fear of not, you know, having the income that you need. Now, this is somewhat of a more like, I don't know the right word, but a very like deeper example. Let's say someone had been diagnosed with a illness that might maybe like a chronic illness of some sort. So something that you are going to have to live with for the rest of your life. In survival mode, you will simply only focus on treatment and managing your symptoms and your life becomes the simple effort of surviving. If you want to truly live in these situations, you're going to try and find ways to make the most out of your life despite your illness. Obviously, taking into account that you have to accept the situation that you have been put into, you have to take care of yourself, but also focusing on the fact that this is your life and you can pursue the things you still wanted to pursue or new things you wanted to pursue regardless of the fact that things are different now. It doesn't mean you can't stop building meaningful relationships or, like I said before, engaging in hobbies, new hobbies, new interests, things that make you feel passionate, things that make you feel, you know, excited. And finding a fulfilling career path, if it comes down to that, if that's what you're looking for. It's just a matter of, once again, of course, being in a situation like being diagnosed with an illness, a chronic illness. Like I said, this was a very deep example. But it really puts you into perspective, like, obviously those fears are going to be very present in your life. You know, this is your life now. It's changed. It's done a 180, 360. But detaching from the idea of 
oh my god, this is terrible. This is my life now. I have to do this just to feel the bare minimum. I have to just get past life now. And it's all really a mentality. Instead of feeling that, pushing yourself towards new things. Like I said in my description of living at the beginning, it's experiencing life to the fullest and enjoying every moment, pursuing things. You know, it involves taking risks, exploring, and making meaningful connections, okay? So, unfortunately, like I said, I was going to touch on this aspect, is that I feel like we are learned into, if that makes sense, taught, I guess would be the better word. We're taught through society and our education system and for the most part, the people around us, that we have to fit within this structured way of living. And the world, you know, if we're being honest with each other, kind of aims to limit us in a way and put us into this box of like, you just need to get through it. How many times have you talked to maybe like an older person in your life if you're around my age or even maybe people in your age range right now that say things like, oh, I'm just getting past it. I'm just surviving. I'm just doing the best I can. I'm just da-da-da-da. I feel like it's very common to hear that. And it's because we've been taught that, for example, when you're a student, all your time needs to be devoted to one area of your life. Even in high school, you know, the, the way that it's structured, the workload that you're given The amount of time that you're supposed to be investing in school gives you little to no time to invest into other things in your life. So like I said, the the society and like the way our education system is built aims to kind of put us in that box of like, you just got to survive, babe. You just got to get past it. You just got to do this and then get on to the next thing and get on to the next thing and get on to the next thing. But when are we actually going to live? You know, like when are we actually going to get to that point where it's like, I don't have 500 million tasks to do and I just need to, you know, write a checklist every single day and that's going to be my life for the rest of my life. (laughs) I think that things like this really limit your ability to participate in things that actually feed your soul and help you physically and mentally develop because we're taught that we should just live our lives to find success. Like we're taught that just these, like I said, like checking off the tasks every day, getting through the day is how you live your life in order to find success. At some point in time, no one really gives you an answer. No one really tells you at this point you'll feel good or at this point you're finally going to be able to live your life. You just kind of cross your fingers and hope if I work so much and if I do so much and if I, you know, get through every single day no matter how hard it is, then I'll finally feel good one day or I'll finally will feel successful. But unfortunately, that's just not the case. The world is really narrow-minded and it's kind of up to you to learn how to create your own ideals of living and not really be bothered by outside sources and stereotypes and standards and the way that people teach you in your lifetime to be. So surviving means doing things that are mandatory to be alive. It's just doing things to feel okay and go about your day-to-day life. It's getting rid of the stressors, getting rid of the fears, getting rid of the hardships in your life, and just getting to a place where you feel okay. But in order to live, you have to be content from within and go beyond your abilities, okay? Take chances, basically, and experiment with new things 
that's what living really is. And for everyone, that's going to be very different, obviously, right? What your idea of living is for them. For me, it is acting and making decisions based on what you value in life and not what you fear or avoiding things that worry you. So ask yourself the question, what do you value in life? And obviously, there's going to be multiple things, by the way, that you value. Is it being able to help people? Is it being able to be creative? Is it having a healthy and loving partner? Is it being a good parent? Is it supporting your family? What do you value, okay? Once you've kind of gotten to the bottom of like the main things that you really do value in life, now you have to start going about your day and making decisions about your life based on what you value, not based on what you worry and fear. It's really, 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 really easy to take the quote-unquote easier route of feeling safe and just getting to the point of feeling okay every day rather than pushing yourself to feel super scared or pushing yourself to feel very uncomfortable for a certain amount of time in order to actually start feeling like you're doing things to fulfill yourself and that are actually going to make you happy in life and not just doing the bare minimum to get past every day. You have to really commit yourself to living and leave behind survival mode. Now, clearly in my position, I feel like (laughs) in several times in my life, I felt this feeling of like, okay, I've been in survival mode. I need to start living now. And it did feel like I was getting to a better place. It did feel like I was really living and doing things that I felt passionate about. And, you know, I've had many times where I'm like, I'm living right now. But it's easy to fall back into survival. That's why the hardest things in life are always the better things in life. Because instant gratification, you know, cutting out the things that scare you and just feeling like a little bit of peace is really not going to get you far in life. It's about working towards the gratification long term and being okay that things are going to be hard. That it's going to be, you know, difficult from time to time. Because you're moving towards what you value and at least you know that. At least you know that, you know, if the worries and fears consume you, in the back of your mind you can tell yourself, well, I know what I'm doing. I trust myself because I'm working towards what I value right now. And that's all that matters. Survival mode is comfortable. It's familiar. It can sometimes be a sluggish routine that seems okay but doesn't really fulfill you. And sometimes moving forward and realizing, okay, I need to start living now, includes leaving things behind. Things that don't serve what you value anymore. Situations, habits, negative thinking, patterns that you've realized about yourself, people maybe that you feel like could be holding you back, jobs that maybe you feel like could be holding you back. Actually taking into consideration the way that these situations are putting you in survival mode, these thought patterns that you have, maybe about yourself, um, maybe like I described about your fears and maybe you've been taking your thoughts and fears and making them reality rather than making, observing, okay, I'm, I'm nervous about this thing, but I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm like very anxious about this certain situation, but I'm not going to let it stop me. You are bigger than the fears. So shifting from your survival instincts this like lifestyle surviving to living is a process 
of rewiring and remodeling the inner and outer landscape of your life. Sometimes you need to get rid of things in your external life in order to move on into this state of living and actually finding a life that suits you the best. And in the same way, you need to dispose of these inner thought process and inner ways that you decide to act and negative thinking, which is very hard, but necessary in order for you to really get to that living stage. It is not an easy process. And I'd say at this point in my life, I'm probably in that point right now. I'm in that point of really trying to rewire the way I think about things. I'm really, really putting an effort into not letting the things that I that scare me or the things that I'm worried about in the future dictate what I do now. And it's been a constant thing that I've been focusing on throughout life, but it also is easy to get distracted. So it deserves your commitment if you want to really lead a life that you truly value, okay? It's not something that you think about and you're like, okay, I'm done surviving. I'm going to go live now. I'm going to go pursue things. I'm going to book a flight. You know, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go do my thing. It really deserves consistency from yourself. It deserves the constant effort to change your thought patterns. It deserves the time and space maybe even to be alone and to really reflect on how you've been surviving in order to plan how you can start living. Just wishing for a change or maybe daydreaming about it won't really get you to where you want to be. You need to create deliberate, consistent actions. Identify what's serving you and like I said reflect very deeply on who you are as a person and what you choose to do in your day-to-day life because you're in control of your life you're in control of your decisions you're in control of your actions and you're also in control of how you feel which may not sound accurate but you are because emotions come emotions go fears come fears go but based on how you feel you can choose how to move forward. Perfection is not needed. Don't hold yourself to a crazy fucking high standard. I do that to myself. I get down on if, oh, I'm having anxiety about the same situation again. So fucking what? It's just a reminder. It's just a reminder that, yeah, my brain's been working in this way for, let's say, years now. Obviously, it's going to take me time to tell myself and to readjust the way I've been thinking that, you know, not everything I'm fucking scared of is that scary. I have a much bigger capacity to cope with difficult things in my life than I think I can. Believe that, I think, is the number one most important thing. You are much more capable of overcoming difficult situations, hardships, losses, whatever it could be. You are much more capable than your mind even tells you that you are, which is insane. Sometimes your brain works against you. That's why you have to make friends with it. That's why you have to make friends with the fear, make friends with the worries, make friends with everything negative that's going through your mind and just acknowledge it as, okay, that's the part of me that's scared of this. But that doesn't mean that that's the whole of me. It doesn't mean that I'm completely shut off to even experiencing anything new or doing anything different than what's safe to me. It just means there's a part of me right now that's telling me that's too dangerous or it's telling me it's too scary or telling me it's too much, too far out of my comfort zone. 
when in reality you're much more capable of what your mind might tell you that you are okay i hope this all made sense to you guys I feel like, I feel like I got it out pretty well. If you guys have any questions ever about any episodes, like, and you want a little bit more insight onto how I think about certain things, my DMs are always open and I check them pretty regularly because I always like to see what you guys think about the episodes. And also if you have episode ideas or want me to like talk about anything, that's why I check DMs in the first place. So if that's the case, it's at Between You and Me podcast on Instagram. And yeah that's it. I love you guys. If you're in a stage of survival right now, don't worry, you're not alone. A lot of us are. And if you're in the stage of trying to work your way up from survival into living, give yourself grace, give yourself patience the same you would any other person in your life, and really focus and give yourself that consistency that you deserve to get to a better place, okay? I love you guys. Can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.